Welcome to the Film Coterie. I'm Roger. I'm Adam. And this is episode 52 for the week of June 1st, 2018. What's up, Adam? We have a special guest this evening. Yes, we do. Uh-oh. We have Bridget with us. Bridget, Hello. if you're local to Columbus, is the creator of Columbus, a horror group that's thousands strong on Facebook. And uh, I know her from Nightmares Film Festival. I met her the first year there. And she's a head judge. What's your title officially? I think it is features programmer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So Bridget watches a lot of movies and this year I'm helping out as a lower judge, but I'm getting to watch a, <laughs> a lot of good stuff too. So Bridget is joining us. We're, to we're discuss. all one family. We're all one family. <laughs> yeah. yep. Absolutely. And you know, with nightmares in the news today, it passes one on sale. So now you can buy them. If you go to the website, you can see the link to the gateway, the VIP pass, which is the upstairs private bar in and out privileges and reserved seating for all the movies. They also have a festival pass, which is cheaper. Um, you don't get the reserved seating, but you get day of tickets if they're available to the movies. So both of those passes are now available if you go to nightmaresfest.com or if you head over to the Gateways website. Cool. And so, VIP will sell out. It always has, and it can move pretty quick. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. You know, I'm a big horror sissy, so. Yeah, we're taking you this year. I'm drag, excited for you're this. You're coming. You're going to drag me for three days here, and you have to, you have to curate, Adam, what I can watch, because you know my tolerance level. You know, but it should be fun. I do like some horror. I'll challenge you a little bit. Uh, of, co- of course. There won't be any black diamonds, but we'll get you some higher yes. level. Of course, if I had not seen the trailer to Hereditary, you probably would have talked me into going <laughs> to see it. We're you got to stop about... showing them these trailers. I know. I saw, the, I saw the trailer, looked at Adam, I was shook my head. <laughs> what like... did we see tonight? Oh, the Unfriended sequel. You looked at me and oh, said, yeah. no. No way. Oh, I'm excited about it's that. It's good. Yeah, I don't like ghosts. Oh, you've and, seen and, it. And I, it. I don't like the I don't like the dark web and, and people coming to mm. steal you and take you away. And so here's the thing: I've not seen the first Unfriended. It has a supernatural angle. I think it was a dead girl that was haunting people's computers. Have you seen Unfriended? I have. Do you remember? You act like I saw that brain cell right now. Well, do you remember <laughs> Unfriended? I, I remember it. loving it. Okay. Yeah, I, I remember liking it and also thinking it was um, done well and, and up to date for uh, social media in this yeah. day and age. So I'm interested in seeing what they do with the sequel. So here's what they're doing with the sequel. It's a Black Mirror kind of thing. It's an anthology. Each movie is only a sequel in name only. So there's no supernatural elements in the second one. It's okay. Just it's like takes, a whole different take on... It's like Black Mirror. Every episode is completely different. But the theme of, of computer It's like a Halloween horror, 3 of social it media. <laughs> it is, if it's the only standout. Mm. But the, it's a guy gets a computer from a, a coffee shop. He sees it sitting in the lost and found for three weeks. So he takes it, pretends it's his. Gotta take it. And it's from the wrong guy. There's all these w- videos of women being murdered on it and lots of bad stuff. And the owner starts coming for it. It all takes place on a computer screen. The whole movie is just Skype now, and now, video. Now, that is an interesting concept. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's an interesting deal. So that's kind of intriguing a little bit for me. That's out in July. But Roger saw this trailer, and he just looks oh, yeah. over at me and goes, nope, can't see that one. It, oh, man, it's just, I mean, I probably could go see it. Yeah, maybe. I think I can get you to that one. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. But, I just think that any movie that's doing something a little yeah. bit different mm-hmm. that we have not seen before in horror films is pretty see, cool. This is like a neighbor to found footage. It's not found footage, yeah. but it's pretty damn close. Yeah. So it, it, Here's what Adam does. He brings on a guest, and oh. now it's turned into a horror podcast on us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's all right. That's great, actually. Listen, 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 listen. 
The last few movies I saw in the theater were Deadpool, Solo, and Mary Poppins. So y'all can't give me a whole lot of crap. Right. Yep, and you said two out of three you liked, right? You know, two yeah, out of three. That's I not bad. Mary Poppins just didn't age very well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've seen Mary Poppins in twenty years. Oh man. Yeah. I, I might be too old for that one. I don't know. Are you excited for the sequel then this year? <laughs> oh, that's right. Emily Blunt is playing Mary Poppins. Yeah, but Emily Blunt was the best thing in A Quiet Place. So, yeah. if her lip quivers as much was. in this yes. movie as it did in A Quiet Place, I'm good with um, the Mary Poppins sequel. I'll, I'll be there on opening night. <laughs> oh, so man. tonight we're talking Hereditary. That's why Bridget is here. Mm. She's just come from a screening, and she's still kind of developing her feelings, I think, yeah. towards this movie. And we're excited because Bridget's kind of coming a little bit into our film coterie family here and helping us out some. So. We're just awesome. It's great to have her here with us. And then we're also going to talk Upgrade, which yes. is the new micro-budget... I don't know how you describe this movie. It's like a neo-tech-noir what body a wor- horror. What a world we live in when a micro-budget's like $5 million movie. Yeah, I was going to say, what is a micro-budget? Uh, rumor is that this was under $3 million. Okay. So, And it was from Blumhouse, a decent production mm. studio. But he keeps all of his budgets right around 5 But this is even low for him. Yeah. And it's a futuristic movie, so it's not like you can spare the budget. They did a good job. We'll talk about that more. But Upgrade is in theaters today. Yeah, absolutely. And Hereditary will be out next week. Okay, well, let's jump into Hereditary. Let's take a quick break and come back. You're listening to the Film Coterie Podcast. Come on, Peter. That's your suit. It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. It's grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel them in the room. Oh my God! She isn't gone. She had private rituals, private friends. Who's gonna take care of me? You don't think I'm going to take care of you? But when you die. She wasn't altogether there. At the end. All right, we are back to discuss Hereditary. I kind of shared my thoughts about it after Overlook. I've now sat here for a month. Maybe my feelings have evolved. Maybe I still love it. Bridget has just seen it this evening and... I got it. I think Bridget will agree with me. This is not an easy movie to walk out with, out of, and, and know where you sit with it. Right. It's it's very different than what you think it is. If you've only seen the first trailer, it's, it's a good trailer because it doesn't give away what happens in this movie. Well, I mean, you know, we were talking beforehand. I, I do think with the multiple trailers, I think things start to get a little hairy in terms yeah. of spoilers. Um, I personally only watched the first trailer and got a little scared that... Um, future ones were going to give something away and 
from some bits and pieces, I, I kind of think that they did. So shame on AA24 for that. But I mean, it's it's an interesting movie. It's one that definitely requires some digestion. Um, I'm, I'm continuing to drink <laughs> yes. a lot. So we are not going to spoil it in this segment. We're not. But afterwards, we will record a spoiler cast. Because if you see this movie, hate it or love it, this is a movie you want to talk about. So it is. We'll share our completely unfiltered thoughts and spoil the whole damn movie and discuss what we liked or didn't like about it in the spoiler cast. So look for that in a couple of days. But for now, we're just kind of giving you a topical overview of the movie, some of the themes, what worked, what didn't work. And Roger has not seen the movie. In case you're wondering, he's held true to his word. I just you're somehow, mediate. I just somehow d- wasn't able to find the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, yeah. So I saw the first trailer, and that was enough for me. I got the general gist of what this movie was about. And you have no idea, my friend, what this movie is about. <laughs> well, actually, I do now. But <laughs> uh, I, did, I did tell Roger. Yep. I said, Adam, you can feel free to spoil it. Tell me the whole movie because I'm not going to see it. <laughs> and I did <laughs> but, in the middle of a Chinese restaurant. Yes, actually, you did. That was, that was a surreal. That I needed a, someone to talk to about this movie. It's, just, it's kind of maddening sometimes if you're the only one that's seen something. Oh, sure. And you can't talk to anyone because you don't want to spoil it. Roger was my safe space because he didn't want to see the movie. And it was yeah. funny. Adam's starting to talk, and then like somebody would walk by, and he'd stop and pause. And, like, and Maybe the stranger cares about Hereditary or has any idea what I'm talking about. So People just want to safely get yeah. their crab rangoon without knowing what happens in Hereditary. So, so Adam, I have a question for you. So... For our listening audience, if somebody has never seen the trailer for Hereditary, you know it's in the horror genre. How do you lay down what this movie? What is the foundation for this movie? How do you how do you talk? Explain the uh, foundation. This one's tough to nail into a specific subgenre. I mean, like cult, right? Cult. There's family drama. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some supernatural elements. More of a thriller. More of a. What do you think? I think it's more of a horror movie. It's, it's certainly horror, but yeah, yeah I mean. You think more along the lines of uh, Omen, Rosemary's Baby, some mm-hmm. of the things like that. Is if I had to peg it down to a subgenre, it's in that line. For sure. You can watch the first trailer. I think that might give you a better idea what the movie's like. But this thing takes some twists and turns I was not expecting. Mm-hmm. This isn't a movie that I feel like you know what point B is going to be once you hit point A. You know, you kind of get lost along the way. There's some serious family drama. And when I told Roger, this movie could have worked without the horror elements. If this was just a family drama about some bad things that happened to a family, it would have been an intriguing film alone. Yeah, that's actually an interesting perspective because it's stressful regardless. Yeah. So even without um, some of the pieces that make it a horror film, I, I definitely think, yeah, I mean, it's by all means a dramatic family movie. It builds a lot of tension. There's a lot of tension between the family. Kind I, I of would say so. I did. Okay. There's no doubt of it. You know what? I might argue about some things. Tension is not one of them with this film. Okay. Yeah. All right. The characters go through something bad, and they're all rubbing off against each other. People are dealing with it differently. There's a lot of drama in the family. Mm-hmm. Aside from the other stuff that's going on, that's really generally intriguing and well done. Sure. Now, this is the first feature from Ari Aster, and he's done six shorts, and I've not seen any of them, I don't believe. I just looked quickly. But I actually want to go check them out now because of Hereditary. Oh, absolutely. This looks phenomenal for a first movie. The technical design and all the, just, they built this house. Oh, yes. And all these miniatures you can see in the preview. I mean, visually, this movie's great. Visually, I mean, the the cinematography, the the sound, um the unique aspects of the look and feel and what they did and kind of made the audience go through. 
definitely a unique experience. I, I agree. I, I don't think I have any um, any issues with, with that aspect of it. I think also even the performances. I mean, you know, we had some folks like Tony Collette in there, mm-hmm. right? Some some well-known actors, Gabriel Byrne, right? Um, I, I think some of the issues I had with the movie was after um, some certain scenarios played out, the believability of some of the events that were transpiring. I think, you know, we have some movies like Rosemary's Baby, as you mentioned, where there are things happening that are not typical of day-to-day lives. But in Rosemary's Baby, it's believable. You have a genuine feel that what's taking place is taking place, and you feel that. In this movie, there, there are just some scenes where the believability did not work well with me. So I had trouble um, getting completely vested. Maybe the best way of putting it. Yeah, and without spoiling anything, I think you were having issues in the middle of the movie. In the middle there's of some, the movie. There's some gear shifts there, and I, I can see that. It does slow down. The beginning's down. amazing. Beginning's amazing, and I think it finishes strong, but I, I agree with Agreed. you. Agreed. There is a lag in the middle, and, and that's where it may lose people. Is some things are developing. And, you're not, and, and maybe it's a disconnect where you're not sure where it's going, so, and it, it kind of puts you on your heels a little bit. So what is the hook of this movie? What will get people in the seats? That's kind of the heart of my question is, you know, if you were to tell somebody you need to go see Hereditary because what's the hook? I I think the hook, Adam, correct me if I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. One of the um, biggest marketing aspects of this film has been centered around the daughter, Charlie, um, who's played by Millie Shapiro. Mm -hmm. Am I pronouncing that correct? Um, And Clucks. Yeah, right. Oh, you you nailed that. That's the spookiest part of the film. Um, But one of their big promotions was she actually had like an Etsy site where she was creating um, these figures, if you will, um, that you see some maybe bits and pieces of in the trailer. Um, But they actually don't play a as much of a predominant part of the film as as I had suspected. Uh, it's really and just was... production design. It's it's kind of the side. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. a big aside actually. Yeah. And and that was kind of the biggest marketing piece of it. And and that was fine. I mean, Charlie plays a, a major role in the film. So so is that like the dollhouse and the little figurines? Because that well the because Tony was... Collette's character is an artist that makes miniature models. Yes. Uh, okay. So because that was some of the stuff that kind of waked me out when yeah. I saw okay we got a dollhouse and they're creating people that look like people in the she tells her story she makes life events like mm-hmm. you see her working on a on a miniature house of her mom when she was in hospice yeah so she kind of creates her life in this miniature form well her daughter Charlie's creative too but Charlie makes these weird little toys that are mismatched parts okay yeah yeah. Cool. So, I mean, I, I think the draw, going back to your original question, is, I mean, what is it that's going to happen? So they've they've fed us through the trailer and through A24's marketing, these bits and pieces that horror fans don't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. What's going on with these dolls that she's creating? We want to buy them on Etsy, right? They, they announce a time. They're hiding them all over cities, right? We want them. They're strange. They're provocative. I mean, we don't know what to make of them. And with the trailer, they are feeding you bits and pieces that you can't you can't quite put the puzzle together. Right. So the draw, I think, is going to the movie and figure out okay. what did they do with all this. Yeah, yeah it's a mystery box because the trailer doesn't tell you what the threat is. Is it Charlie? Is it the mom? Is it the grandma? Is it some external yeah. force? What is the threat? There's in this all movie? these characters. Right. What's going to happen? One thing well, I you got to get to the theater and find out. One thing I kind of found funny is that Gabriel Byrne just kind of plays the yes dear husband. Mm. 
this would be the character from the Don't 70s. Don't even get me started. But from the 70s, this would have been the wife, like in Amityville Horror. So on that note, yeah. when do you think this movie takes place? Because there's modern cars. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I but, assume now. But there's interesting visual aesthetics. I mean, like some of the curtains are straight out of the 80s. But they're cell phones, you know. They're, yeah, true. It's, it's not quite like It Follows, where there's really weird time yeah. stuff going on there. We don't have the seashell e-reader. Yeah, God, like I the, still I, I want one of the those. The live music at the theater. It oh. follows as a weird alternate universe. I want kind all of, of it. I want all of it. So yeah, there's visually this is a very interesting design. See, and, and here's the rub for me. I love A24 films. I have not seen one I didn't like yet. You know. So now I'm like, oh, you know, maybe when it's released a video, I'll turn all the lights on and watch it on in the afternoon. Well, let's. That's a good. We point. have this on. I mean, we have this recorded. <laughs> yeah. So we. I mean, we have to hold. But let's to talk this. about this. The marketing is the typical. Here it's coming out of a film fest, scariest movie ever, most terrifying film of all time, and that's overhype. This movie I don't think is especially scary or terrifying. It's just all hype. But it, I thought it was a good movie. It just I think that leads to a bad expectation for the crowd because that's what backfired on It Comes at Night. I, I agree. Um, I think it also backfired a, a bit with The Witch. I think a lot of people were scared example. by it, like me, and just as many people were not scared by it. I, I finally got the courage to watch The Witch. I, I, you know, Adam's going on and on and on about how great this movie was, and I thought, okay, uh, did I just die? Okay, hold on. Oh, my headphones went out. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but I finally got up the courage to go watch it, and I did that. I watched it over two days in the afternoon with the lights on, but it's really good. I mean, it was really, really good. Intriguing, and, and I loved the psychological, psychosocial, religious tension and, and all, the, all the layers underneath and stuff. Done really well. Yeah, you know. Now see, which was well-received in the horror crowds. Not all, well, but the, the mainstream audiences, when they did the cinema score, gave it a D. It has oh, one yeah. of the lowest cinema scores of all time. Well, of our group. we Highly uh, criticized. Of our group of friends that go on Thursday nights, a couple of them just hated it. And just, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So, And that's where I think Hereditary is going to fall. I have no idea what the mainstream audience is going to think of this movie. I think it might score a little bit better than The Witch because there's more of a payout at the end. It, it's a little bit of a roller coaster ride, and it finishes strong, which to a horror crowd matters, but... I honestly don't know. Yeah, it's so I hard don't. to predict the crowds, and um, we're definitely in in a current time where I, I definitely think people gravitate towards complaining about stuff because um, that's kind of the unfortunately popular thing to do. But um, you know, the the thing between this and the witch and like Black Coat's daughter, I mean, A twenty four has put out a number of horror films that I don't think I don't think there's a single person that you can find that has liked all of them. And right. I actually think that's cool because yeah. you know what? Yeah, if they're feeding towards um, different horror fans that love different subgenres of all things horror, then you know what? In, in my opinion, they're doing their job because they're providing like a diversified portfolio that at some point they're going to provide a movie that pleases someone, yeah. you know? And the thing with the, the mainstream audience is if you look at the cinema get scores. Get out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh no, yeah. wait. Oh, shoot. That was Bloomhouse. It was yeah. Bloomhouse, but Get Out crossed over it, and mainstream audiences liked it. But it was a little closer to a formulate no. Like, they hated The Witch. They gave it a D. Mm-hmm. That was the cinema score. But if you go to, like, The Bye Bye Man, it had a B. Oh, boy. And that's just because maybe it follows a formula. There's a jock, a cheerleader. They die in a certain order. Someone's dying I every 20 minutes. I still haven't seen Bye Bye Man. You just spoiled it for me. I'm guessing. I'm I've, good. I've not seen Bye Bye Man. No, I'm good. <laughs> you know, You're that's... fine. You're totally fine. 
that's what they're kind of looking for. And hereditary does not fit into that mold. There's no real formula at play. There's it doesn't feel cookie cutter. It doesn't feel derivative of too much. People there's are going to love it or hate it. Yeah, there's little hints from other movies, but this is not a derivative film. This this kind of stands alone as its own thing, which is always good. I mean, it's kind of a stressful film. I, I will say if someone's mm-hmm. going to like go to the movies to chill out or escape, they may f- still feel the need to like relax a little bit after this film because it is anything but relaxing. Yeah. Well, it's um, upsetting. Even um, with the like lull in the middle, I think there there's some stuff that happens in the beginning and there's enough that happens throughout the movie. And then, Adam, you're right. I mean, the ending's fantastic. That I mean, I'm disturbed. I'll be thinking about this overnight. It stuck with me. I thought about it for days. I still think about it every now and then. Okay. And I'm, I'm going to see it again I'm not going to see it then. <laughs> We're going. We'll talk about the spoiler cast, but there's a part in the middle that really kind of messed with me. Uh oh. Not like it scared me, but it it stressed me out. And that doesn't. I'm not usually affected by movies too much, but it did in this middle section of the movie. We'll talk about in the spoiler cast. So it did have an effect on me there in the middle. Awesome. Yeah, I'm interested in what that is. Okay. Well, that is that. Anything else from Hereditary? You want to wrap it up? So. Like you said, this this is a, probably a hate it or love it thing, and I'm I'm curious about what some other friends. I know you were texting a friend that you're mm. you're honestly curious what she's gonna think about it. Yeah, I don't know what Brooklyn's gonna think about. It. I'm gonna be honest. I That's think she's happy that of... I didn't like it. I'm gonna be honest. I think she's <laughs> yeah. happy that I didn't like it, but we we will see. She did not like it. Comes out at night, or no 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 no. Yeah, it comes out. She yeah. hated it. Comes she hated at night. it. Yeah, which it was comes a, at night. That's right. A slow burn. And she really hated, but you were on the same page with her, the Strangers sequel. You both hated that. Oh, God, the Strangers sequel. Stop. Stop. (laughs) Stop. I didn't like it either, but at least the pool scene was good. No, the pool scene was not good. Stop. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll save that for another episode. (laughs) I will fight you. I will fight you. I will fight you. You know what? What what was the song that played during the pool scene? Wasn't it Tiffany? No, she was earlier in the movie. Yeah. Well... You know what? You could play that to any scene and yes. consider it to be okay. This, this resort was dead, and the pool looked fabulous, it and did. it was ridiculous, that whole scene. It was a nice pool. I'm angry about The Strangers because I bought it instead of renting it. Oh, man. I know. Oh, that's the worst. I own it. God I hate it when it. I buy something on iTunes and then next week it's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> and, and you know what? I can't keep contacting iTunes because uh, they're like, no, like we've even added the like, are you sure you want to like purchase this? Because I've called them so many times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was sure that I purchased it. I can't return them anymore. Oh, man. The Strangers sucks. is stuck with me. All right. So to wrap up Hereditary, <laughs> I we're on The Strangers. We can debate The Strangers. I'm not even a fan of it. <laughs> But I, I think we're on the same page with that. But Hereditary, I'm going to say you should probably see this in theaters. It looks pretty damn good. You got to see it. So Especially for the fact that different things impact people differently. Mm-hmm. And this is definitely one to see on the big screen. It, it, it's beautiful. Yep, Roger's shaking his head. No, we know we can't get him. We're maybe, going. Maybe we're going, future, Roger. iTunes and Daylight uh, might change only his mind. You, you'll have to both. Let's see, like the 9.30 a.m. screening. You will both screening. have to hold my hand while we watch it. <laughs> so I, when I cower, you know. <laughs> All right. So that's Hereditary. Uh, listen for our spoiler cast. Where Uh-oh. We will get into the nitty gritty. And then we're, we're going to really see what they think about it. Yes. All right. The gloves are coming off. I love it. All right. So when you come back, we'll uh, share our thoughts on Upgrade. As a quadriplegic must be frustrating for you, someone who likes to get things done with their hands. Here's the thing. Four guys murdered my wife. 
I could find this man, I'd do it. What if I told you I could offer you something that would enable you to walk again? I call it STEM. A computer chip that has the potential to change everything. It's a new, better brain. I am STEM. The system operating your body for you. Can anybody else hear you? No, only you. May I point something out? In the drone surveillance footage. Sir Brantner, Marine Corps, address 414 Citrus, New Ground. You'll need a plan. I got this. This doesn't seem like a well thought out plan. I need your permission to operate independently. Permission granted! Thank you. Okay, and we are back, and it's Thursday night, and we went and saw a Thursday night movie called Upgrade. So, Adam, what the heck is Upgrade about, man? All right, if you have to shove this one into a genre box, it's kind of a tech-noir revenge film with some body yeah, horror it's some elements. Si- it's a science fiction. Science fiction, yeah. revenge. Mainly a revenge story. Yep. Uh, directed by Lee Wanell, who you might know from the Insidious series. And this was a, it's a Blumhouse tilt title. So it means it's, it's a lower budget. Um, Blumhouse is usually around 5 million. Tilt is even lower. The rumor is that this thing was shot for around 2 to 3 million. And it's a sci-fi story with drones and futuristic cities and everything else. So they, I, first thing out of Overlook, I said I was really impressed with how they handled the budget here. Yeah, well, they do some things in the film that are smart. You know, like, you know, put the house, show only two rooms in this massive billionaire's house, you know, and g- keep going back to the same two rooms over and over again kind of deal. So, you, I mean, for me, I, I could kind of tell that it was a s- lower budget film, but it did not take away from my enjoyment of it. And what we talked about, that might have actually helped the movie because this was Financy Blumhouse. If he had taken this to Netflix, they would have thrown $30 million at it. Netflix is spending money like crazy. And- oh, yeah. It may have just led to some excess, you know, some bad car chases. You know, when you start throwing money at the production, it can spin out of control. Yeah. But having to be constrained and work within this budget, I think, actually worked to this film's advantage. Yeah, you have to be more creative sometimes, yeah. which is a good thing, I think, you know. So, um, no, I, I really like the movie, to be honest with you. I, when I'm laughing out loud and, um, and, and kind of engaging in the film, that's always a good feeling. We go every Thursday to the movies and, Sometimes you just kind of get numb, and you just you know it's like okay, you know, or you see the same stupid trailer over and over twenty times, and it's just like. But I was actually engaged. I really was laughing, and uh, I enjoyed the what kind of gore do you call this? Like the what kind grindhouse, of, a little grindhousey grind kind of oh. moments in the film, which are very funny yeah. and, and played up well. And uh, and uh, without getting into spoilers, <clears throat> it, the story doesn't go Hollywood formula. You know, it goes. A total different direction, which I appreciate, you know. Um, and it has the noir elements. The basic gist of the story is that this guy and his wife are attacked. She's murdered. He's paralyzed. And then he gets the chance to get this microchip in him that will help him walk. But the microchip is like Siri. It, it see, talks to him. See, and here's, can, Yeah, here's the deal. When Hollywood throws $50 million at something like this, we get Jackie Chan in the jacket. You know, one of these movies where you put on a jacket and you become oh, the tuxedo or the tuxedo. You become the superhero, you know. Yeah. 
And that's what we would have gotten if they would have put $50 million. But having a $3 million budget, they have to be more creative. You know, they have to um, spend money very wisely on special effects. And there's one or two shots where they do that. And it gives you the effect of a modern future, you know, near future city. But for the most part, it's real convenient that the star of the film hates technology he's an analog type of guy he wants to drive a trans am he's working on a car i mean i'm sitting there in the opening shots like five carburetors laying out on the table and i was like this is a near future movie you know so they 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 use some cool conventions to kind of get around having to spend a lot of money on a bunch of gadgets and high tech kind of stuff you know and i think when i talked to you into seeing this movie i said think cell block 99 not that it was super violent but it it Mm. kind of scratched that same revengey itch they, they, they don't the make cream. movies what's it a little bit of the cream <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't uh, it doesn't they don't make movies like this anymore this is kind of it feels like a late 80s early 90s kind of revenge tech movie like hardware not you know we all just want some of the cream <laughs> bridget's throwing me off track here <laughs> <laughs> i love it but yes bridget does like cell block 99 i know that i love that movie and you liked it. I, mean, I dragged oh, you that one. I, I, I loved mm. it. I loved it just for the fact, and we're already sidetracked, and that's awesome. I'm sorry. No, it's no, no. great. I love it for the fact that there was this girl sitting right beside me at Gateway, and the first time he, he takes his foot and crushes the skull, she's like, oh, shit, this is one of those kind of movies. <laughs> <laughs> This is not. It has some violent moments, but so it's not. I'm laughing. I'm laughing at her more than I am. You know, I'm enjoying what's going on on the screen. So yeah, absolutely. So that's it. He gets this upgrade. It, he can put his body on autopilot, and it can take people out. Well, you had me with the body horror piece. There's some body horror to it. But Roger, you keep mentioning that it's funny. So I don't know what to like. How much of it so, is funny so I versus? Ha- I have a kind of. Uh, I think that the gore is played humorously. Okay. Uh, is that yeah. fair, like Adam? society? No, no, not like a no, Cronenberg. No, no. Like there's just funny moments because without spoiling anything, if he says take someone out, the body does it. In so, a so you, way. so okay, you have this, okay. you have this tension between a guy who's not aggressive, mm-hmm. would never hurt anybody, doesn't know how to fight. You know, he's just he just wants to work on cars and be an easygoing guy and go through his life. And then all of a sudden he has this person in him, in his neck, which he calls Stem, this other person who who is controlling his body now. And he's like super agent, knows every kind of fighting style, the whole nine yards. And the guy's reaction, and then when he when he does the first, you know, murder, the guy's just like, you know, it's horrific. And he's like, oh, my God, what did I This is just that tension that's yeah. funny, you okay. know, that plays yeah, against each laughs, other. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of credit has to be given to Logan Marshall Green, the lead from this movie. The only thing I really recognized it from was Invitation uh, from Karen Kusama a few years ago. He's not your go-to guy. If you were trying to pitch this movie, like he wouldn't be my first choice, but now I can't imagine anyone else doing it because he does a very hard task here. He does these fight scenes where he's, he's doing all the moves and all the choreography, but he looks terrified the whole time. Because he's not in control of his body, so there's some funny. So this is an action movie too. Yeah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. has a lot of action elements. Oh wow. Scenes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, he really plays it well, not being in control well, and, of his body. And it helps hmm. too for me that he's an unknown for yeah. me. You know, because if they put a known star, that bias of you already knowing what they've done before will kind of bleed into the role. And so you didn't. I mean, you just buy right away. I'm I'm buying that this is a guy that I would walk into a garage and he might be a mechanic or he might be he just kind of a, so more of a michael douglas and a keanu reeves walking into a scenario yeah, well yeah maybe. <laughs> adam's like um, what is she talking about 
like I like a falling death, like like you know, like a scenario where like someone. Yeah, he's your unexpected hero. Your unexpected hero Absolutely, versus like Keanu Reeves in a movie. You're kind of expecting right. for certain scenarios to play out. Yes, but yeah. like if a bigger studio, like if Lionsgate, your, was casting... your drunk audience will get the reference immediately. <laughs> if Lionsgate was casting this movie, it would have been Jai Courtney because they put Jai Courtney in everything, and he wouldn't have been any good. In right, this. he's not good in really in anything. But this Logan Marshall Green was such a good choice, and, and Lee Wanell wanted him because of the invitation. I don't know what he saw in the invitation that made him think this guy's perfect for upgrade. Well, that's, yeah, that's... But he saw something, and yeah. it works. And, and I tell you, after the accident happens and he is paralyzed, there's a, there's a section in the first act where it's really heartfelt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was kind of touched a little bit. I was like, man, you know, it's this is horrible. What's happened to this guy? So he really... It even pulls on the heartstrings just a little bit, you know. So I, I, you know, I is it a perfect film? It's far from perfect, you yeah. know. There's some, I mean, you can tell it's low budget at times, yeah. and um, but that's okay, you know. I think some of the supporting cast, even who we think might be the ultimate, who we think might be the villain initially or even ultimately, um, was a little weaker character. I didn't, I didn't think he was all that strong. There's nobody you're gonna recognize yeah, in this movie. The um. The cop, the, the lady, the, the girl that was the cop, I thought was great, but mm-hmm. her and and the, the, the main star, I forget his name already, they were really good. But the rest of the cast is kind of, eh, you know, I mean, they cast a check maybe. <laughs> I don't know. It's a credit to the movie that this is a script you can kind of figure out. There's, it's a noir. Someone murdered the right. wife. He wants to figure out why, who did it. He's following breadcrumbs to this guy, then this guy, then this guy. It's a movie we've seen a hundred times. Yeah. What's different about it is that he's got this alternate personality instead. Well, I, I think that's kind of the hook of that's the, the movie. Hook, yeah. Because because wouldn't we all like, when something terrible happens, wouldn't we all like to have this supercomputer in our head that can talk to us and give us the answer to every question in the world? Mm-hmm. So. You have to be careful using that is kind that of a spoiler. Hook. That's not a spoiler, is oh, it? Oh no, it's in the previews. It's in the previews. This it shows. It shows. And him, it's safe to watch the preview. Yeah, it one. shows him talking. It shows him talking to the to the uh, the the chip that's put into his head. You know, um, and so as a MacGuffin, it might be you can take that too far. So that's mm-hmm. I guess that's my question for you was, did they take this MacGuffin? Was it just too convenient, or do you think they put enough safeguards around it to where, you know, they didn't turn him into Superman, who has no no, no weaknesses? You or know what Neo I'm saying? From the Matrix. Or Neo from the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's a brisk ninety minutes. I think it moves yeah. along pretty well, and it doesn't. I love really the pace. Oh, so the pacing is good. Oh, the it was so good. nice cool. to to have the movie be done. You never looked at your watch. You know, you got out after an hour and a half. It was just really nice, yes. And thankfully, there's no real false leads. Because sometimes that's frustrating in a movie when they go down the wrong path. And and something's just a false lead. And you're like, oh, why do we spend 15 minutes on that? I hate that. This is just... No. And that's why, you know, Cell Block 99 took a long time to develop at the beginning to establish the character. This is a little bit of that, but it's a lot faster. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, there's no... There's some twists and turns. It's not like it's on rails at all in one sense. But it doesn't... I hate it when you go. There's no detours. Yeah, they take you down. They're like, oh, we're going to go directly 90 degrees to the right now and change the whole story. Or yeah. develop a second love interest. Yeah, there's no yes, wasting time on God, that. none of that. So, But uh, I, I highly recommend it. You know, here's the thing. This is this is not going to at the theaters. This isn't going to make any money. 
but they're not advertising. No, they're not it's, advertising. It's, it's not yeah. going to make any money. This is going to go to VOD, and word of mouth is going to get around, and people mm-hmm. are going to spend their three ninety nine on a Friday night or Saturday night. And you know what? It's absolutely worth the three ninety nine or four ninety nine on a Saturday or Friday night to watch. And if you can see in the theaters, it's a fun crowd movie. Yeah, the first action scene kills. But you got to have a crowd. <laughs> yeah, I know that's the thing. You go to the theater, and we were one of six people on opening six night. Six or eight people. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, it would be a fun crowd movie, but mm-hmm. yeah, but it's a it's a video on demand. It's gonna be yeah, yeah. So, so that's upgrade. I think it's a definite recommend from both of us. Yeah. I've oh, seen absolutely. it twice now, and I actually yeah. enjoyed it even more the second time. I think so. Yeah. Oh, cool, awesome. Okay, well, that's gonna wrap it up for this segment. We're, we're actually almost done. Let's just come back and do our coming attractions. We can let folks know uh, what we're gonna be seeing in the weeks to come. You're listening to the Film Coterie. We'll be right back. All right, and we are back, and we're going to be talking about our coming attractions segment. Adam, what is going on? What are the movies we have to look forward to? If you thought May was big, and it was. I mean, we had Deadpool, and Avengers was kind of tail end of April, early May. Uh, June is stacked. Oh, let's hear it, man. I'm excited. So next week, we are checking out probably Hotel Artemis. It looks a little bit like a John Wick film. Yeah. There's yeah. a, a could, hospital. For, it could be good. It could be a, uh, great. It could be a hot mess. And Ocean's 8 comes out that week. No one has seen that yet. Yep. There's not a lot of buzz surrounding it, but it, it, it could be good. A uh, week after that, I know you're going to be excited. Tag comes out. No, Incredibles 2, man. Incredibles 2. Come on, Incredibles, baby. My favorite Pixar movie of all time. Yes. I'm so pumped. I may have to do like three podcasts just on Incredibles 2. One with me and my kids. A spoiler cast with me and my kids. One with you. A spoiler cast with you. All Incredibles all the time with Roger. And if I hate it. You'll do four podcasts. I'll do four podcasts. <laughs> no, I'm very excited about Incredibles 2. A uh, week after that, June 22nd, we have Jurassic World Fallen awesome. Kingdom. And that's going to be a tough week for us. We may have to do, we may have to, here's the, okay, folks, here's the, how the sausage is made. We may have to do something off, be, I'm going to be gone all that whole week. And so we may have to do, record something else ahead of time and then do, um, do that movie with the Jurassic World the, with the movie the following week, which is Sicario 2. Oh, boy. And also uh, Escape Plan 2, Hades. Oh. Sylvester Stallone is back in jail must break out wait I take it back I've seen the trailer here's a twist he has to break into jail <laughs> can he just go rob a bank to get into jail <laughs> I, I've seen the first one I think that it had Schwarzenegger in it I've not seen the first one and these were guys that were like experts at breaking out of jail right. they put oh, them yeah. in a high tech now there's another high tech one they have to break into and they've already shot the third one so well, they we'll don't care to, how much money we're going to have to get Blu-ray Bob on the scene. And then uh, one I'd point out because I'm kind of excited about it. I told you about it tonight. It's Under the Silver Lake, which is the follow-up. Yes. From, uh, the director of it follows his second movie, David yeah. Mitchell, with Andrew Garfield. Looks a little bit 
like a weird noir missing yeah. girl kind of movie psychological but maybe with some I... comedic elements it's it's yeah. definitely a strange trailer but i'm intrigued by under the silver lake and that comes out on the 22nd as well so june has a lot of potential great movies i'm excited we're about to crank it up and then we'll be into july and august and then oscar season will start and fall dramas and just when you're sick of action movies and everything else then all the great films come out in the fall yes it's gonna so. be awesome so Thank you to Bridget for joining us this evening. Yes, absolutely. As we mentioned earlier, we are going to do a spoiler cast on Hereditary. You have questions about it. We still have questions about oh, it. Oh, so I can't wait to referee this, man. We are going to hash it out and let our know, let our true feelings be known and, and discuss some of the probably more divisive elements of the film. Awesome. Well, you are listening to The Film Coterie. Adam, if they want to find us on the social interwebs, where can they find us? Uh, best place, as always, is Facebook. Just facebook.com backslash filmcoterie. We are also on Twitter and Instagram with the same handle. It's at Film Coterie, so you can find us on there. And our website, FilmCoterie.com. FilmCoterie.com. Yes. All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Film Coterie. Please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know if you agree or disagree with our take on tonight's movies. And uh, go to Facebook, man. Let's get a conversation started. Uh, we'd love to chat with you. All right. We'll catch you next week.